All right, guys. Welcome to a special episode of Buzzwords here with Bobby. How's it going? It's going well. And uh, today we're actually talking about something unrelated to the USMLE exam. We're going to talk about third-year rotations and actually scheduling the third-year rotations. Any tips or tricks? Uh, Bobby went to a medical school. Obviously, that's different than mine. So we have uh, different insights. We have different kind of curricula that we had to battle and weave ourselves through uh, in a responsible and appropriate way. So without further ado, Bobby, can you tell us a little bit about how your third year was scheduled and, and any tips or tricks that you had um, that you think are relevant for anybody going through this process? Yeah, sure. So um, where I went to med school, actually, it's a little bit annoying depending on who you ask, but instead of kind of the more traditional format where you would do you know, your surgery rotation for a month and then take the shelf at the end of the month and then move on to OBGYN or move on to medicine, um, we did what's called a ring system. So like for surgery, for example, it wouldn't just be surgery. We'd be on surgery for a month and then do a month of OB and then we would take both shelves at the end. Um, and so, I mean, depending on who you ask, it's a good thing or a bad thing. Our admin loved it for whatever reason. But um, as a result of that, you kind of had to really think about the order that you wanted to do these things because um, obviously certain shelves and like certain rotations kind of lend themselves to other rotations. So, I mean, like medicine, for example, um, a lot of the other shelves have medicine content on them. Um, so the three rotations for our medicine block is actually medicine and then psychiatry and neurology all at once. So you kind of have to do this, you know, risk benefit where do you want to start your year off with medicine, which I think is a good idea because um, it prepares you for the other shelves. But then you also run the risk of, you know, being a green third year student um, and taking three shelves, you know, back to back to back um, without any experience um, with previous shelves and potentially kind of setting yourself up for a disaster. Or do you start with one of the other rotations like surgery and OBGYN? Um, and then you kind of suffer from your lack of medicine knowledge, but then you're also only taking two shelves that first time around. So you kind of get a better feel for it. And doesn't it kind of matter what you are already inclined to doing? So if I was a medicine, like diehard, would I want to take it in the beginning? Probably not just because one, again, I'm new, I'm not gonna be that great. And my shelf might suffer um, versus taking it a little bit later. But if I'm not a medicine diehard and I don't know what I want to do, uh, but let's say I know I don't want to do psychiatry and neurology. Does it make sense to kind of quote waste the first couple months of my third year uh, as an undecided med student doing a couple of things that I already know I don't really want to do? Yeah, it's a hard balance. That's a good point. And I think, you know, there's there's two schools of thought in that you could use those first two months to kind of get those rotations out of the way while you're also learning the ropes and like getting used to being in the hospital system or and then kind of lose out on like early exposure to the specialty that you're interested in. Um, or you could save them for the end of the year when you are kind of a grizzled veteran third year. Um, and like you already kind of have figured everything else out and just don't really have to worry about them. Did you find that you changed that much during the third year process that you were that much better by the end of it? Yeah, I would, I like to think so. I mean, I started with surgery and, um, OBGYN, so it was kind of a, a trial by fire, but it felt like once I did those two rotations, everything was kind of downhill in terms of a difficulty standpoint uh, just from like an hour standpoint and then just kind of a on some level a personality standpoint too in terms of the residents and the attendings um, you know you kind of if you get used to that surgery mindset then you know everything else is pretty laid back in comparison yeah but you as a person like as a medical student as a test taker like were you that much improved over a year yeah i i mean i think so and i think the national trends actually support that where if you look at shelf scores um as the year progresses, so like, say you take family medicine in the first quarter versus the second quarter versus the third quarter, um, it's some, it uses, they use a like national average to get like a normal distribution. 
but the actual average raw score increases throughout the year. So I think that there is definitely something to be said to having experience under your belt from a test taking shelf standpoint. Um, and then I also just think on rotations as well, like you get used to interacting in the hospital system, you get used to the uh, electronic medical records that you're working with, you know how to chart better and round better. Um, I don't know about you, but like in the beginning of third year, I was, I would feel overwhelmed and take like, you know, an hour or two to, to pre-round in the morning on one or two patients. And then by the end of the year, I was doing, you know, four or five in an hour, like no problem. Yep. No, it makes a lot of sense. And I think there's no right answer, but it's just so many variables that people need to consider or should consider prior to even starting their third year. Um, because everyone's different. Uh, what you say versus what I say versus what person X, Y, Z says. Um, well, vary based off our own goals and ambitions and experiences. Um, but I think in summary, w what I'm hearing is, is that you have to trade off basically um, getting things out of quote out of the way uh, versus being an expert on something. And that can also vary based off what your own interests are. So for example, if, if someone was interested in surgery, what would you recommend or when would you recommend they take their surgery block? So again, it comes down to what the actual scheduling requirements are at your, your med school. But, um, at my school, at least the classic adage was like, if you're interested in surgery, you should do it second because uh, whatever you do first, be it your internal medicine or your outpatient block, you'll have some experience under your belt and you will be able to kind of perform at a higher level on rotations, like in person, as well as on the shelf exams. Um, that being said, I would like to hear your experience. Um, I imagine you were in a bit more of a traditional curriculum where you would kind of do a rotation, take one shelf, do a rotation, take a shelf. Um, which kind of frees you up a little bit more. Was it was it different for you at all? So my curriculum, I kind of was last in the lottery, so I just got whatever was given to me. And, and it seemed that most people wanted to start off with, uh, basically we had two block systems. You got one block system that was uh, medicine, surgery, electives, and neurology. And that was quote the hard block. And then you had another block, which was, you know, another five or six months that was uh, family medicine, OB-GYN, uh, psychiatry, um, uh, Pediatrics, so uh, relatively more chill other than ob mm -hmm. They wanted to take their step one exam, and then they wanted to kind of just relax and, and ease into it. But um, so I ultimately started with medicine, and like you said, in retrospect, um, I love that I started with medicine. I love that you learn the hospital really well. Um, you never feel smarter in third year than after you take your medicine block because you're studying super hard for that test, and every day you're just seeing all these different pathologies. So um, in regards to just learning information, I found that the medicine block was a great foundation. So starting with medicine was fantastic. And also there's, as someone that had no idea what he wanted to do, I mean, I had some inklings here or there, but really it was relatively undecided. Um, doing medicine first was a good way to kind of rule in and out, basically a huge like encompassing field that can go into like, you know, many different right. routes. Like, do I want to do internal medicine? Is it worth it for any future endeavors? Do I like this enough that I could stake it out to do cards or GI a room or a poem if I ultimately didn't want to be a, a general medicine physician? Um, and I learned very quickly that that was not the case. So uh, that was a great educational experience. And then I went uh, immediately into surgery, which again was a great experience, uh, having it initially kind of getting it out of the way, but also um, learning if surgery was the right thing for me or not. And then electives. And I think the one the one point that I would just emphasize to people, because I'm sure most, most third year programs give you some elective time. I think an issue with medical school in general is that you don't get enough time to explore, but I could talk about that forever. Um, but if they do give you any time for electives, I think it's really important for people to consider really what to take. Don't just take something because it's easy. If you don't think you're going to be a pathologist, but you take the pathology elective so that you can be home by 2 p.m. every day, that's an incredible waste of time and a disservice to yourself because 
at the end of the day, you could have been doing something uh, that you might never do again. Even if it was like neurosurgery, you know, I don't want to wake up at 3 a.m. But like, you'll never like, do neurosurgery again if you don't become a neurosurgeon. And it's probably a cool experience and you'll learn a lot. Um, but also, you never know. So ultimately, what I would recommend people to do if they have elective time is do something that you might be interested in if you are undecided. So actually pursue a field, even if it's tough, even if it's like, oh, I, I might want to do urology, but I want to take it easy 30 years. Like do the urology uh, elective because that could be basically a, a yes or no moment for you. Um, and then if you don't, let's say you know you're going to do ortho um, and you just want to chill, like consider doing something that you're at least mildly interested in so that you get a good experience. But really it's important, I think more than people realize to get a broad kind of understanding of various fields because you only have, you know, a handful of months to decide before you're really coming down to the limit of choosing a specialty for the rest of your life. Yeah, definitely. I think that's great advice. One thing you had mentioned too is um, kind of contrary in advice to what we've said, but that some of my classmates have expressed. Um, you had mentioned like medicine being like never feeling as smart as you were like right when you took the medicine shelf. And so a couple of people that I know have actually saved medicine for last um, is kind of a, a good way to study for, for step two. So that's also something to consider. Yeah. No, I've heard that as well. And ultimately, I think the most important thing for step two studying maybe is maybe there's some value in proximity of internal medicine. But I think uh, if you really want to do well in your step two and you don't want to take extra time, it's important to have rotations near the end where you have more free time, where you're not in a hospital six days a week for 12, 16 hours. A day. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think even more important than that would actually to uh, to listen to our, our buzzwords podcast. Wow, I would agree with that. And just in that same light, just keeping up with things throughout the year. I mean, I thought studying for step two was much less stressful because you're preparing throughout the entire year. But if you're really just scraping by on, on shelves and, and doing the bare minimum, I imagine step two studies come uh, very quickly and, and you're very much unprepared. Yeah, definitely. I definitely felt, I, I agree with that. I think step two is more similar to the shelves than step one was, at least to my in-house exam. So I, I did feel more prepared. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that little break from the uh, from the normal buzzwords programming. Uh, we're going to do a couple episodes like this every now and then where we talk about, you know, third year operations, how to do X, Y, Z. We're going to talk about choosing a specialty. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk about research years. We'll talk about, um, study tips and tricks. We'll talk about, uh, helpful guides, helpful technology within, uh, the clinical rotation. So stay tuned. We have a lot of good ideas on our, on our radar, and we're going to uh, start implementing these kind of mini episodes throughout the, uh, main USMLE buzzwords episodes. So stay tuned. We've got a lot coming your way. Bobby, anything else? Um, Send them home. Yeah, if you at home listening right now have anything you want us to talk about uh, or, you know, you've had a hard time figuring out the answers to, shoot us an email and maybe we'll talk about it on a podcast. All right, guys, have a wonderful day and a wonderful week, and we will see you all soon. Bye-bye now. Later. Kombucha's sounding D-R-Y dry.